Welcome to Polykill's Off-Kilter Podcast, a show without a topic. Pull up a seat at the bar and share your best story with your hosts and fellow barflies, Jake and Travis. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on yet another Off-Kilter Podcast. This time we asked our listeners to send in stories about their run-ins with nature. Any bees or bears or raccoons or avian species. Who knows? Swine. Swine or swans. Any encounter that you didn't see coming and nature sort of you know threw a wrench your way. You didn't know how to react. Yeah. And maybe you came out worse for it. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're wiser because of it. We hope maybe so. Maybe you get a good scar out of it. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it didn't, doesn't involve an animal. Maybe it just involves being out in the woods lost. Yeah, that's a nature thing. It you is. know, that's a, that involves the nature. So we did get a couple really good submissions. And if you're not familiar with the way this works, this is unlike our Polykill podcast where we talk strictly about games. This is our off-topic podcast where we talk about anything but. And it's just our opportunity to have a little bit of fun and uh, spread our wings a little bit. Spread our wings and fly. Jake, tell me. How often do you and nature hang out? Uh, you know, given my lifestyle, uh, not as much as I wi- you know, wish. Uh, I, I, I would lie long for more um, because we're surrounded by it. <laughs> you know, we don't live in the city. No. There's nature about. Uh, there are beautiful hiking trails and rivers around here. Um, and I do get to frequent them occasionally so maybe i get to infrequent them maybe that's the better way to put it i infrequent them you infrequent i infrequent them uh but you know i've done a little bit uh but i I always want more because every time i'm you know i'm outside sitting around a fire or camping or like in the you know in the woods i like it i just uh my busy schedule doesn't always allow for such i tell you i am a sucker for some good weather if i if i look outside it's just sunshine and it's it's hot i just want to be out there and I'm, I'm, I have lizard blood and lizard skin. Yeah, I gotta have crazy. my. Yeah, I gotta like have it. a hot rock. I'll crawl up on it, like an iguana, and just nap right in the sun, and just dry myself out. I hate it. I love it. I it's my that. favorite thing. No. And I so I, I do try to get outside as much as possible. But like you said, you know, schedule doesn't always allow for it, and it, it sort of makes me feel guilty days that I don't get to go outside and and, and do something. Right. You know, it's you know even if it's going to a park, which is barely nature. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I don't get to even do that as much as I'd like to. But there are some sometimes that uh, that I have. You and I have both uh, been on some hikes. We've and, done that. Uh, I do. I have been able to afford myself. Um, you know, some weekend hikes. I'd like to do longer. I'd like to do a week. You know, we're real close to the uh, the Appalachian Trail here, and. Uh, course if i had six months of life to spare i might mm. even try to do the whole thing but little weekends at a time piecing together sections of the trail specifically in our state of virginia that i can just to, to see new parts of it it's what i'm always trying to do yeah. and of course uh me and a, a friend uh dave have been trying to do that's been our goal so whenever we can sync up schedules get out there do a little bit of hiking uh we will do that and like you said uh we are you know in a pretty you know, it's not even not just a city. It's even a pretty rural area by rural standards. So yeah. there is a, a a lot of um, a lot of outdoor opportunities. I mean, growing up, uh, everybody I knew hunted. You know, right? You, it's you, a big thing around it's here. A big thing around here. Um, and of course, hunting and fishing and all that stuff is is real popular. And it's not to say that it isn't elsewhere, but of course, 
you know, grew up in a small town, it's just, it just seems like a bigger deal. Right. Because you know? yeah, everyone, you know, does that. Yeah, it's the, it's the hobby that pretty much overlaps it, or, you know, consumes every or most people. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hunt, though. Did you ever hunt? Were you never, ever a hunter? Never hunted a thing in my days. Uh, and not because I'm necessarily averse to it. I actually really like the idea, um, in theory, uh, because I think there's... I think it'd be a fun experience to try to, you know, match your wits against nature and, and see who can come out on top and, you know, finding things and Are you talking about the most dangerous game? Like a person? No, no, I'm not talking about that. No, uh, I'm just talking about the idea of, of man and beast at war with each other. I think it's a, a fun idea, but I, you know, I just never have. Uh, I fished, I guess. I've done that. I've done a bit of that. Not in a very long time, but something I would like to get back to because I'm sure, you know, I, you know. My appreciation for just the uh, relaxation part of it. I'm way too millennial to enjoy fishing. I if I went fishing, I'd have to have my DS with me. <laughs> there's there's so much downtime. There's a lot of downtime. You know, if fishing. I'm just sitting there and there's long periods of time where I'm just staring at a piece of string, waiting for it to <laughs> make the water ripple harder, I feel like I'm not getting the most out of my life. I I don't Same, know. Yeah. I just would would I know I prefer like you said hunting more wilderness style. Then you know, fishing from a boat is fine. I sure, think I think that's sure. more of an experience. But if you're just on the bank, that's just I don't know. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be on a bank and fishing. I mean, I would do it, given the opportunity. But I would much prefer to be like in the water, on the water, yeah. no land in sight, or at least far enough away that I couldn't just like I'll just go back. It's not that I haven't done it. I've, I've fished a ton. I'm just pretty over it now. I'd, yeah, I would much rather just go buy it, you know, or in, in, enjoy a, a beer. And do nothing else outside <laughs> with other things around me sure. than, than the smell of fish. So, so there's that. So, but yeah, hunting wise, uh, I never really did that. Uh, my dad didn't, and I think that's usually where it comes from. Your Probably. father, yeah, or an older brother, or uncle, or somebody takes you on that hunting trip, and it either clicks because you love the thrill of it, or it shatters you and traumatizes you because uh, you love animals, and now they're all dead in the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but you know, growing up, we had to shoot off a lot of critters from the garden and things. Right. So, you know, I did have to, you know, murder some cute fuzzy animals. Sonic the Hedgehog would have been very disappointed. I <laughs> uh, killed a lot of them, uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. Just didn't really hunt them. Not, not for the sport aspect. More just get off my yard. Right. You know, get out of get out of my stuff. Preservation of crops. Yeah, it's sort of the big big deal. The groundhogs. Yeah. And, and uh, the raccoons and squirrels sometimes. Uh, occasional squirrel or a Rabbit. possum or rabbit, you know. Rabbits are yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, it's about, that's the, the biggest game, I guess, I ever saw it after was a, like a groundhog, like a 15-pound just stinking flubbery-ass old whistle so you, pig. You've never seen anything bigger? Or you killed something that big? I've not, never shot at anything, shot anything bigger. bigger. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, big. I don't know if that's true or not, because turkeys are big. Turkeys are big. Yeah, so... Depending uh, on, you know, whether it's a... Well, as a little kid, I, I remember one time, I you know, heading out the back door, and I had my dog with me, you know, it was a real Huck Finn kind of thing, and uh, or Red Fern Grows, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Old Yeller. And uh, I had my BB gun, had a bent barrel on it, couldn't shoot shit, I had to, like, do, like... Sniper clicks, you know, just to shoot a tin can from ten feet away. 
And uh, there was like a lot of cow pastures and stuff behind the house, and like some inlets and coves and whatever, and uh, really uninhabited. So it was all it wasn't our land, but it was okay for me to just run around in it. Sure. And I remember having the BB gun and the dog, and the dog had sped on ahead and he'd caught a scent of something. And I wasn't really hunting for anything. I just had the gun. It was just a cool thing for a kid to do. Sure, just walk around with a BB gun. Yeah, it's almost like fucking. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just like Fallout. Just uh, running around, explore. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll find a shed and open it and see what's in there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe be a clue. But uh, out of nowhere, this fucking turkey. I don't know where the fuck it came from, but it just runs past me as if it was like in a race and I was in its way. <laughs> Goblin and shit, and I didn't lay eyes on it until it was way close to me. And the gun falls, and the, the I don't even know where the fuck the dog went. Like, where's he at? Yeah, like, what's he doing? He probably was the one that spooked the turkey, but it it. It was scary as fuck. I was probably like nine, and holy shit, turkeys are huge. When you're they're nine. really big, and they're really loud. Very and loud. They are extremely fast. Very disruptive. Yes, very disruptive. Uh, that was, and I didn't. Well, I didn't shoot at it, but uh, I wished I had. Yeah. At the time, well, and I wouldn't have shit. done much damage with a pellet rifle. Oh no. In, in general, uh, but um, that's the closest I ever got to. Uh, I guess m- murdering an animal because I really wanted to, but I just you know he scares shit out of me. So. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a friend who uh, whose parents are in short order going to be moving to Alaska, and he's like, you know what that means, right, Jake? And I was like, what does that mean? Because that means we're going to go to Alaska and go out there and go camping in Alaska and maybe go on like a week long hunt and shoot at a caribou or something. It's like <laughs> that'll be fun. Like that sounds experience. like great. <laughs> yeah. Would love that. But uh yeah, never never really have shot at anything. No. Well, that's that's good. Uh I guess um you know, if you're if you're shooting at things and not really hitting them, you know, it's it's not your hobby anyway. So right. so it's uh you know, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Um I have I do enjoy the hikes though. I've, yeah, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. going out there, having the trail, and just walking aimlessly. And I think that's fine. You know, it's exercise and, and it's occasionally peaceful, but I always creep myself out. Could be broad daylight, and it could be broad daylight, and I could just be separated from my buddy. You know, because I I'll usually get pretty far ahead of him, and then we'll wait for each other and, and meet back up, especially when it's just the two of us. Yeah. But uh, you know, the eerie silence of nature. Mm. is is really if you if you're you know you're used to your adult hustle and bustle wake up and go to work and cars and roads and your iPod and your podcasts and all that just uh standing still in the trees and hearing a branch creak you know from a direction you're like the what was that mm-hmm. and i always i have a bear brain <laughs> i have a bear brain we do have here the you know everything here's a little it, it, it's not as uh, uh, great, big, and scary as it is in other places. Like, even our bear are small. They are small. You know, our mountains aren't really mountains. They're just hills with trees on them. Right. You know, and all those other things. So, I'm sure other people have more grandiose uh, tales they could tell. But I always have bear brain. Anytime I hear a stick break or, or I hear a leaf scuffle, I immediately am thinking, probably a bear. Mm. Uh, usually, birds or squirrel. Uh, it's it's okay. crazy how loud maybe, they can sound. Maybe the wind could be the wind, but you know if I'm able to like, I hear a scuffling and I'm like, oh shit, it's coming right for me, and then I'll just see like a squirrel dart up a tree real fast. I'm like, oh fuck, dodgeable, <laughs> dodgeable. <laughs> it's just crazy how things much louder things sound when you're out there true. and, and there are things scuffling in the leaves. Yeah, uh, but I have actually um, had had some bear run-ins. Yeah, yeah, I've I've. Um, 
I've come face to face with one, which was which was very off putting and scary and, and, and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever saw one, uh, I guess it saw us first because I just saw his big bear ass kind of bumbling down the mountain away from us, and I was like, "Ha!" Ah, and then tell your friends too <laughs> while you're down there. Don't come back. And then of course you after that anything that moves is a bear. Right. Um, the the other one was my wife and I were just going to go on a hike and just a little day hike. We parked in a little thing, had our, you know shorts and our, our sneakers on. We're going to do a little three mile up to an overlook and come right back to the car. And there were people. There were a lot of people out that day. It was a pretty day. It was like you know maybe the first hot day of April. You know when everybody's just fuck it. Let's just like get outside. Let's yeah let's do it. And so there's actually a lot of people around. We passed a group of people uh, coming out as we were going in. Everybody was laughing and having a good time. And we maybe, you know, walk another five minutes or so, and this little bear cub uh, starts running toward me on the trail and then darts off into the bushes. And I was like, fuck it. Because <laughs> you don't know where mom is. Right. You know she's close. Right, right. And Absolutely. so that could have been... That could have been awful if we had called, you know, if we had crossed uh, in front of them or something. You, yeah. You don't ever want that. You no. don't want it. You don't want it to be there. You don't want it to be there. It's a bad but, place to be. But the uh, the one that really hits the the Travis Richter scale mm. was, um, you know, we're hiking the Appalachian Trail. There's a little, you know, you cut, I cut just cut through a farm. There's some cows and stuff, and, and it was kind of cool, you know, because the cows are just used to people walking through, and they're right. just, like, in the trail. You could just walk by and, like, smack them on the ass. <laughs> Be like, be good beef, you know? <laughs> good game. You know, don't tense up. You'll ruin your meat, you know? <laughs> just relax. And I uh, just walked on through and crossed the fence, and we're kind of, uh, you know, walking along the uh, edge of a tree line, and there's a fence beside of us, and hear that scuffle out there. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, probably just a giant squirrel. Usually is. <laughs> and uh, I look on the ridge, and there's a bear, and he's coming right toward us. Full... Full bear, like all four legs, just pounding, Ugh. and I can't really react in time because there's another thing going on where the dog that is with us, we had briefly just to get him through the fences we had just come through, and everything had just briefly taken him off his leash, so he was running a little bit free, which is not good, and he's deaf, so it's not like hey dog, don't. It's like if he fucking sees the bear mm. before we do. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have a situation. Yeah. We're going to have a dead dog is we're going to have. A dead dog and... and uh, uh, Maybe. Who knows what Maybe. else? Maybe. Who knows what else could that in the situation? So we... Uh, I've often heard that bears are terrified of dogs. I don't know if that's true. Well, hopefully they're terrified of blind, albino, <laughs> really dumb ones. <laughs> but uh, Dave, has it's his dog, and he kind of has the wherewithal to really focus on the dog. He's like, this is... This is the crux. This is going to help us most. So he kind of uh, grabs the dog just almost in time, really, and just snaps it right on his neck, you know, and get, gets the leash back on. I was like, oh, thank God. But meanwhile, like, all this, that, that just kind of happened while the bear was standing up on his back legs, giving us sort of this double high-five, kind of like, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? And, then, oh, and just from a few feet away, and we were like, ah, just walking, like, I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> And he, How close is the bear at this point? Oh, 25, 30 feet. That's close. Like, pretty close. That's like, maybe the close. length of this room. Maybe not even that. Yeah, it was, it was really close. That's real close. And, uh, That's real close. Yeah, yeah. And he did that whole thing where he was like, go away, you know, pretty <laughs> much. And then he he puts his, his paws back down on the ground with a thump, and he kind of backs up, and he turns around, and he runs back up to the ridge where he ran at us from, 
And then as we started to walk, he just paced until we got out of view. And uh, of course, after that, bear brain on the day, or oh. bear brain, or bear on the brain all day. Oh, yeah. You know, every little, every I mean, little. Your stick. chances of seeing a bear at that point have gone down astronomical. I would see other people coming. I'd be like, I bet that guy's the bear. He just <laughs> got a hat. It's the bear with the fucking hat and some denims. <laughs> got some overalls. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty terrifying. But I looked up after that. That's that's uh, evidently something they do. Now, before this, I did not have. I had not researched what bears might do to scare me. Right. I, did, I hadn't done it. They hadn't right. taken the time. Should right. have. Right. Turns out they'll do a thing called a false charge, where they just want to run up and get you to leave or run. And if you run, they might give chase. That's food. That's kind of what they want. Food runs. But if you don't run, they are just kind of like, all right, fine. And, and they'll just pace you until you either decide to run, which we did not. We very casually walked away. Or... Uh, You'd come at them, in which case they'd get defensive. But uh, fortunately, we had the wherewithal to just stand still and shit our pants. And <laughs> control the dog. And control the dog. That was yeah. the big thing. I had no hand in that. It was a very sleek move because I was like, take the dog. You know, that was my first thing. <laughs> right. I was like, I'll be fine. Just maybe get the dog. I'm out. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, that was, that was, that was like, a big scary one. Yeah. I, I've only seen a, a live bear in person once, and that was at work, actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one, just running around. Yeah, um, you know. I, for those of you who don't know, I work uh, uh, at the Virginia Tech Smart Road. You know, and uh, on the road, there's this big cut right through the mountain that that uh, allows us to to drive through it. <laughs> uh, and uh, one day, I was out there working. Uh, had a uh, public participant with me, and we were just parked out there doing a few things. And uh, I look up and. Uh, it's like, oh, there's a bear. It's just walking across the road, broad daylight. Not very big. I mean, probably about the size of a Great Dane. You know, like so, like yeah. a, a large animal, but not a big. Yeah, because black bear aren't. No, aren't they're big. not very big. Uh, they're they're very, yeah, very moderate sized bear. But, but it's just like you know, oh. I'm a very weak minded, easy to scare man. It's still, but it's still a bear. I mean, yeah. I'm a I'm afraid of big dogs and bear. You know, because yeah. they have the same size teeth. Yeah. Um, I, did, I have seen another bear up close. I mean, aside from just being in a zoo, mm. but this is more of a funnier story. We were, it's actually not far from here. We were driving and uh, on a back road, real curvy ass back road. And there's a uh, in our lane, there was a truck that was stopped on the road. And he had his he had his hazards on, and uh, I was I was like, what the hell, man? Like not here? Like <laughs> what? Well, what, whatever's going on here should be happening right here. There's really no excuse for it. But as he he, he sees that I'm behind him, and he points at his window, and uh, I've follow the point and there is a bear it's decently far away i mean it's it's maybe 50 60 yards away but there's a bear on a stump and he's like waving at us <laughs> and the guy like pointed and i was like fucking there's a fucking bear and i was like i'll wave too I was like hey bear what's fucking up it was really far away and then the bear just fucking left That's i was like weird. that was crazy i was like did that guy know that bear <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, sir, I'm just waving at my bear. Hey. I'm just waving at the bear. I was like, shit. So I've That's actually, um, I've driven back through there a few times, always looking Hoping over the bank. The and I sometimes I'll wave anyway. I'm like, yeah, shit, he's probably watching. Yeah, he's, you know he is. Yeah. You know he is. Nice. nice. Yeah, we actually, we have, we have a, a story that involves a bear. You want me to jump in on that? Jump in on that bear story. This, this, was a, this is going to be a bigger bear. i got to be honest with you now. Okay. We have a, we have a good buddy, uh, Dean. Dean uh, at round underscore two underscore, underscore gaming. gaming there on Twitter. He submitted uh, a story to us, and uh, it's it's long, but it is it is good. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it here. Hit it up. Uh, growing up here in the Canadian Rockies, wildlife encounters have always been synonymous with daily life. Opening the front door on my way to school, only to confront a herd of elk on the front lawn. 
Early morning meetings at the office, but kept awake at night from the pack of wolves just outside the window. Barbecuing outside, wondering what creature those eyes belong to, staring back at you from just beyond the tree line. It's always just been the norm. I don't say this badass. That is badass. That is badass. Like, Banff, Canada, <laughs> it's just badass. Have you seen the pictures of the place? I have seen the pictures of the place. And then you got it's packs gorgeous. of wolves just watching you barbecue. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> but let's not mistake familiarity with comfort. Oh, but bears are so cute and furry, you might say. I wouldn't say that. I, I don't I, say I that. I wouldn't say that. Um, there's nothing cute about an 800-pound mass charging towards you with claws as long as your fingers and a mouth that fits perfectly around your tiny head. But hey, I wouldn't know. In 28 years, I've had countless bear encounters, but thankfully none that required me to fight back. It happens, though. Every year, more and more attacks here in the park. A hiker stumbling across a den, a trail runner accidentally getting between a grizz and her cubs, a tourist who gets just a little too close for that perfect photo, all ending up in the morgue. We're taught in school how to react. You know how it's crazy when you live in a place where, you know, part of the curriculum. Yeah, yeah, we had like, you know, tornado drills and like hazard spill drills because our our school's on the interstate. (laughs) And then there's people, there's there's schools out there where they're like, if a bear gets into school. We, this is how you do it. Right. Recess is canceled. Re- recess is canceled. <laughs> Throw your food at the bear. Run away from where you threw the food. Um, so it, they were taught in school to play dead, to make yourself look big, mm. to growl real loud. By the way, I want to be in the. Cl- I want to see the classic kids <sighs> all that. practicing their growls. It'd be adorable. And never turn your back. All those conventions go out the window, though, when you come face to face. And because of that, bear spray has become a staple for all of us here in the park. I'm wearing bear spray. Walking to work, bring your bear spray. Going to grab some groceries, make sure you have your bear spray. Heading up to the mountain for some evening fresh air, bring two cans of bear spray. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. It kept me safe, but not worry-free, and probably the most scared I've been was a few years ago. I was walking to work early in the morning, just at the tail end of summer. Naturally, rather than taking the obnoxiously long way around, I chose the usual shortcut through the woods. Also, one of those days where I didn't have my spray. Mm. Oh boy, Dean, you gotta you gotta take two gotta cans. Take two cans. It's not a huge forest, but enough to account for regular encounters with the local four-legged populace: a few deer, a few elk, the occasional coyotes and wolves, bears and cougars, not too often, and a lynx once. But this day was different. A few hundred feet into the woods, the path narrows into a small creek bridge, like 15 feet, not big. I stepped onto the bridge, and that's when I heard it: thick trunks cracking under something big. I knew it wasn't a squirrel, or I knew it wasn't a squirrel or any of the usual critters. Maybe an elk? I stood still and it cracked again. It was close. Then came the grunts. I remember checking my phone, thinking it may have just been a podcast playing out of my headphones. <laughs> is that a bear? Or is that... It's, it's not Polykill. It's not Polykill. They Must don't sound be a like bear. That. Could be the STFC pod guys, though. I think they grunt a little bit. <laughs> it was right around the corner. But which one? I took another step and another set of trunks cracked under the same weight. It was stalking me. Can't recall what possessed me to go forward, but that's what I chose. And very slowly, I crept around. Nothing. Couldn't see it or hear it again. I stood still, waiting, wondering if I was walking into its path. Silence. Just the creek. Bumbling creek. Water. Was it my imagination? Surely I heard breathing. How could it have disappeared so quickly? Was it the Mothman? That's what I want to know. Could have been. Could have been. I mean, it's a long way from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, he could get around. He could get around. Panicked, I paced quickly through the cul-de-sac on the other side. Emerging out, I looked back to see trees. No animals, just trees. I hopped on Twitter via cell phone to let the world know of my experience. Couldn't sum it up in 140 characters, so put the phone away and went to work. 
Then I got the call. My wife, panicked and out of breath. You know, the one I'm supposed to love and protect. <laughs> that one I'm supposed to look out for through every step of my life. The one who follows the same path to work just a half hour later every damn morning. Turns out she crossed the same bridge. Only guess what was waiting on the other side? A huge grizzly bear. Oh, now I have about 100 pounds on my wife, and a full-grown grizz could toss me aside like a wet noodle. She wouldn't have stood a chance. Luckily, it hadn't hurt her, and she was able to sneak around it, leaping into a neighbor's backyard. After she explained everything, I calmed her down, and we were able to find some humor in the fear. Then, and this is how smart I am, I decided, why not tell her my story? I went on, went on to explain the events, and trying to explain how calling her to warn her had somehow slipped my mind. What possessed me to let her let that one slip, I'll never know. Let's just say that humor turned back into fear pretty damn quick. In hindsight, that bear probably wouldn't have stood a chance against her either. Or against her at all. So, good story. Good. Well written. Yeah. Just, goddamn. Narrow, a narrow footbridge, and the bear's just waiting on you. Like, you're just, it's, a, it's just a funnel to his mouth. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. That's like, uh, you know, just driving past somewhere, and then... You know, if you, you're on your way back, you see there's an accident there, and you're like, I just missed fate. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what happened here. Right. Yeah. Totally. I want to know also how you sneak around a grizzly bear. I also would like to know that. Because there's, I mean, I, you know, given someone my size, I'm not I'm not going to be able to do that. Are you going to pink panther it, like really high step the knees? Yeah. You just step on the ball of your feet. You yeah. think, uh, you know, bear being bear and living outside would be, here, would be you know, really attuned to hearing people. Smelling people. Anything? Smelling them, I'm sure people stink. Yeah, you know, artificial flavors of stink. Right. You know, perfume, cologne. <laughs> Excuse me, Axe body spray. You know, all that, all that. It's crazy. Bears. What would you have done? What would I have done? If you come face to face with a grizzly, you know, what are you supposed to do? I mean, I mean you know, I, I mean, I think there's, I mean, I think you know, you, Dean kind of covered it. There's, there's different mechanisms to try to, you know ward off <laughs> the grizzly which is make yourself look big growl um don't be aggressive but don't back down um stop listening to your podcast stop listening to your podcast for sure uh spray it with bear spray <laughs> yeah See, i've always been afraid of the fetal position thing and i know that's been like almost a standard thing for a long time i don't know if it still is but that just terrifies me it's like why would i just lay down yeah I, like i, I get it Kind of, but like it's just like the thought. Like part of my brain's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't lay here and look like a a, a, a child or something, because that's like yeah. they'll probably come closer at that point. I don't want it to come closer. I want it to go further away. I almost wonder if that's like a pop culture, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that is the at least in today's age right. the recommended move. Yeah, well, um, I, I think it's one of those sort of maybe over overdone, overplayed things. Like you know. Like when you shoot a car, it blows up, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. they. Uh, you know, from the, the movies, movie, the movie like without a paddle, I think has that. Yeah, it does. Fetal bear scene, it which does. is makes pretty funny for good comedic effect. But maybe you're supposed to do that if it, if it comes to that. Like if the bear does kind of charge you, maybe then you do it. Yeah. I don't think you just, you just approach the footbridge like, and like oh fuck it and just get in the fetal. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that would I, not I, been my instinct. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you watch. Uh, what was the movie? Is it The Revenant? Is that the the yeah. one with the, yeah. you know, if Leo had just maybe went the fetal? Yeah. He never did. Never did. And that movie was, it was a whole movie about how man didn't get in the fetal. That's true. That's true. That's all it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Man won an Oscar for eating a buffalo heart. Gross. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a real bubble, right? I, real think, I think it was a real thing. He threw up. The, the real vomit you see there is, yeah. is Leo rejecting uh, raw buffalo. Raw bird. buffalo, and I, I don't blame I don't blame Leo's innards for uh, no saying no to that. Mm-hmm. Not in the slightest. But thank you, Dean. That was a really yeah, good story. Good story. Very riveting. I'm very glad your wife's okay. You might want to uh, warn her next time you think there's a bear. Yeah, 800 pound killing machine around um, the corner. I just I love I feel like he lives in fairy tale land. I know he gets awesome. to walk through like he takes a shortcut through the woods to work. Yeah, with nature and and it sounds just, awesome. Gosh, I just. Ah, got to got to visit Banff one day. It's what it's all I got to yeah, do. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Got to do. I'm hearing. Yeah, I, so like uh so I know you have kind of a uh I, I won't say it's irrational fear because it's it's a it's a fear that a lot of people have. Oh, snakes? snakes. Oh, it's irrational. Yeah. yeah. Uh well, I mean I, I don't know about that. Uh but what uh what what predicated that? Do you have any idea what the I think it was a couple things. It was a mix of my father constantly warning me about the snakes and then also me seeing the ones he was warning me about constantly cuz <laughs> where okay. <laughs> yeah, cuz it was sort of like uh we well where we lived like I kind of explained a little bit of it, but it was a fairly rural area, woodsy, rocky, old house. There's a creek, there's some caves and Further up the mountain, there was this old, like, um, uh, like uh, junkyard, so to speak. Um, and I don't think it was an actual junkyard. I think somebody had just been using it for a junkyard uh, until like the '50s. So there's like really old, old cars, like just t- kind of rolled over a bank. Like this whole wooded bank has like old washers and dryers and old like 1930s cars and stuff and it's it's actually pretty neat when you're a kid it's kind of like a, a Spielberg moment you take your buddies out there and you just go right. yeah you know you, you take your bikes and, and, and poke around but um, there's probably a lot of snakes in it well what had happened was at some point wolf rats uh, had had came from there uh, of course this is all according to my dad because my dad grew up kind of in that little area and uh, they cleaned up a lot of that, but a lot of the uh, vermin that had found its way and found some homes in those places had yeah. stuck through, which uh, the snakes love. They enjoy that stuff. They do. They'll eat they, big they like old rats and, and whatever else they can get hold of. <laughs> and so that, that would occasionally trickle down. And we're talking some fairly poisonous snakes for the area. I mean, right. uh, primarily the copperhead and the right. occasional cottonmouth because of all the water that was there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, tons of black snakes, which don't so much bother me. Now, I've become a person that is I'm not afraid of the snakes that I can see. Okay. It is it is the idea that the there are snakes of, I cannot see. The threat of snakes. Yes, the threat of snakes is... And also, in general, images of snakes striking or videos of them striking, I, I do no buenos. That's just, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you I will pass. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't like that. Um, I'm very staunch against that. Like, when, just their movements in general, I don't like. But um, also, as a child, there were a couple run-ins that I had with the snakes. Hmm. Um, uh one time I was coming home from school, got off the bus with my sister. So I was very small because she only, she, we only shared a home for a brief amount of time. She was older. And uh, so got off the bus. And what kids always do, you run straight into the house. You just run. You yeah. know, you got your backpack on like school's fucking done. We're yeah. all just running everywhere. Right. And my sister runs up the stairs and I hear, ah! <laughs> and she, she comes back down. <laughs> And uh, I'm just confused because I'm like five, and I'm like, uh, you know, I got like all my lunch on my shirt. I'm just like, what's that? What's going on? <laughs> and then my mom runs back upstairs with a pistol, and I was like, I guess Cindy didn't do her homework. <laughs> like, I've heard that it's big deal. <laughs> I'm on it, but then I hear her, like, cause she shoots like four times. Like, I'm like, what happened up there? I was very scared. And, 
And then uh, just kind of left it there for my dad. And then my dad gets home, and we're all greeting him with this. We're like, so we get home, and then there were shots fired. And then my dad goes, and there was a, a copperhead in my sister's floor. Oh, shit. And so that um, convinced my mom to convince my dad to rip up all the paneling and all the baseboards pretty much in the house and re-situate them. Gotcha. Because they were thinking that's the because it's a really old house. Yeah, so, okay. Thinking it's it's slithered its way up through the walls. Ooh. And uh, because the base of the house was a cabin that had been like a really old log cabin that had been added to. Okay. And my dad always told me he's like there could be snakes in the walls. Like I'm not saying that to scare you, but you should <laughs> you shouldn't you should just stay away your, from the walls. Don't stick your hands in places is what I'm saying, which is a horrible thing to live with. <laughs> yeah. It's a very horrible thing to live with, but the uh, you know they also uh, about a year later or well Maybe not even a year later. Maybe a couple months later, there was one uh, in my bed, like uh, like kind of draped along like the side of the the bedpost, just kind of hanging out, just kind of waiting, just seeing if Travis was going to bed, <laughs> bed or not. Uh, this is while my dad was still fixing the the thing. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, okay. I became very afraid of my bedroom and snakes and the dark. Uh, pretty much right there. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that, was the, that was the moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they didn't tell me about the thing. My sister actually ended up telling me about that because as big sisters do. My dad just didn't tell me. He, you know. But my sister's like, oh, you know why they won't let you sleep up there? Because they found a snake in your bed. And I was like, just kill me. <laughs> I hate being five. It's awful. <laughs> So that those yeah. are some big ones, and then you know just a lot of a lot of just copperheads, real dangerous yeah. copperheads. Yeah, because uh, one time I was at home, still very young, and I remember it was it must have been summer, and I might have even been younger than the previous story. I just remember this sticks out to me. Um, we're sitting on our patio, and my mom's kind of sunbathing or whatever, and I'm just outside, and and uh, there's a, evidently a snake underneath the patio, which is it's a fairly tall patio. It's like 15 feet tall. It kind of, you know, much like the one I have here at my house. But but yeah. the no one, like, the bottom was just all brambles. Like, no one went down there. Right, okay. And uh, somehow my mom spotted the snake and wanted to know if I wanted to look at it. So I was like, sure, yeah, I can, I think, you know, I don't, I'm four. But I think <laughs> that I see what you're talking about down there. I don't much like it. And uh, so she called my dad, and my dad came home and, and took care of it. Uh, but it was a copperhead, and when my dad killed it, mm -hmm. um, and I know that uh, people, you know, you're like, you shouldn't kill snakes or whatever, or you should relocate them. Like, I get that, and we got that. It was just like, there are so many. Like, it's not good to have this many snakes around your house. So we're trying to... That's fair, especially when you got children. We're trying to eliminate a few, okay? Yeah. And for good reason for this one, because when he hits it, it's full of babies, and they go everywhere. <sighs> and it, Awful. Awful. It was terrible to this day. It's fucking sins right. It might be on my earliest memory is that. So, yeah, I don't fucking like snakes, man. Bring it on. What do you got? I don't give a shit. He's like, they're fine. I, I Just had, pet one. Like, no, no. I, I'm never going to tell you to do that. I won't ever. I don't want you to traumatize yourself. No, I got tons more of fucking snake stories. No, I, in yeah, there. I, didn't end when I was fourth, unfortunately. <laughs> I've had a few runs with snakes. I think one of the worst ones, uh, it, it really became an ordeal. Like, it became a problem this one specific snake um we were at a house we were staying at a house my family and i so my mom and dad my sister and myself we were staying at a house and there was a basement it wasn't a finished basement it still had like the concrete floor with center block walls uh mildly furnished uh but there was a piano like an upright saloon piano in the basement and um 
we were just down there hanging out. I'm not exactly sure what I was doing, playing Connect Four or Battleship or something. You know, we like, by yourself? Do. No, no, my sister and myself. Oh. And then uh, we started noticing this very peculiar aroma, like this very distinct, slightly skunkish smell. And we're like, huh? What is that? That smells like skunk. I don't think there'd be a skunk down here. It's broad daylight, summertime, and you know we're down here making all kinds of racket. You know, lining up colors in this Connect Four. Um, <laughs> reds so, and blues. Yeah, no reds and blacks. Reds and blacks. Okay. Blacks, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so we uh, start snooping around, and we we look on the uh, piano. Uh, start start. You know, the scent seems to be originating from this piano, and we look behind the piano, and and here lies black snake. Like it's fairly oh. large black snake. Yes. Um, like eventually, once we get it out, we, I mean, it's it's over six feet long. This black yeah, snake. they will get it, big. It's a big. One. I tell you what, uh, the the ordeal that became the, the problem is that my mother was deathly terrified of snakes, just completely Good. irrational. It didn't matter what you know brand of snake it is, mm. if it slithered, she hated it. Uh, and so the mentality was that my dad had to kill it mm. to put her at ease, which I never really liked. Um, always felt that was kind of awful, but I I get it. Um, so anyway, my dad starts trying to eradicate this snake. Um, and this thing just locks on to like one of the rollers on the bottom of the, uh, oh, piano. of the piano, just wraps itself around there. Won't let go. Won't let go. He's, he's, he's in there. And it takes hours to get rid of this snake. Like it's just <laughs> pulling and tugging wow. and making awful rackets and hissing and striking. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, it was an ordeal. It was quite the ordeal. Finally got it out of there. But, I mean, it was it was big, big snake. I mean, wow. very girthy. Yeah. Serpent. Girthy serpent. That's what girthy they used serpent. to call me in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. At least part of me. Nice. That's what he's called. A piece of me. <laughs> uh, I've had a few other uh, you know, run-ins with snakes. You know, nothing huge. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, a recent hike that you and myself did. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get to that. Yeah. yeah this is a good story. Um, so... You tell it from your perspective, and then I'll tell it from mine. Since yeah. I've been up at John. So there's, there's four of us. Uh, get to know us. Uh, in the lead was Josh, a very fit man. A uh, mountain goat of a man. A mountain goat of a man, always very much in front of the rest of us, which is great, because he's got a fine muscular bottom, which is fine for staring at. It's uh, <laughs> true. Best friend. Uh, we're best men at each other's weddings. Very close to each other. Uh, I've, I've you know seen him through all ups and downs. He's in the lead. I met number two. At number three, I believe, is Dave. That's correct. And Dave is, is uh, you know, occasionally, you never know about Dave when he's hiking. He's either he's either a speed goating it or just dragging ass. Right. But uh, he's just coming in third today. And then uh, rolling in the fourth place, uh, there was Jake. Yeah. And we're all spaced about, I'd say Josh and I are fairly close to one another, and you and Dave are fairly close, and there's some separation between right. us. Maybe 30 or 40 yards between us. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, this is a mountain trail. This is not straight. This is ups oh, and downs, yes. curves. Yes, and we're at pretty high elevation at this point. Yeah, and there, right there on the trail, there is a, sort of a, a you can see a log kind of go across uh, the trail that you have to step over, and then on the other side of the log there's a dip. So it's like you would have to step over. So uh, what you would want to do is either step completely over the log and land on the other side, or, or hit the log and kind of jump off of it. And uh, Josh, being the Billy Goat man that he is, and uh, we're just kind of talking. We're just like, you know, hey, you know, what blonde hair? Yeah, like, you know, well, yeah, I do remember her. Yeah, with the blonde hair. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he fucking levitates. <laughs> he fucking levitates. Like David Goddamn Copperfield. I'd never seen anything like it. And I immediately knew what had happened. 
Like, yeah. This, nothing else could create Because he looks down and then he gets ready to step and doesn't step, just glides <laughs> about 20 feet. Like and, Luigi in Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah, just and then like, he, you know, he doesn't actually make the step and he turns around and comes back toward me and he goes, Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And I was like, Snake? And he goes, Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking probably Black Snake. Sure. You know? That's what I'm we're thinking. I think it's probably Black Snake. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I get over to it and look, and sure enough, it is black. And I was like, well, this black snake, you know. Yeah. We actually had seen a black snake earlier. It crawled right right, right in right front of us. Yeah. I've seen that. Uh, and uh, so myself and David, we, mm. hear, we, hear, we hear the commotion. We hear the commotion. Yeah. So we catch up, and we see the two of you up there. Uh, nearby the log, uh, in a cold sweat. <laughs> very cold, for very, sweat. Very yes. cold, cold, sweaty sweat. Uh, and uh, and it's at that point that we sort of defer to David's expertise, his, which, his woodsman expertise, which I'm not exactly sure that he has. He has none. He was just the eldest. <laughs> he was just the oldest among us. We're like, you've been alive longer. What kind of snake is that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I think we all knew the answer. We just wanted him to say black snake. Right. And he says, he gets down He's fairly now, close. This thing is coiled, by the way. Oh, and it's agitated. It's but coiled and agitated. Definitely not agitated enough, because no. <laughs> it's around the time we're trying to identify the species of the snake that uh, Dave, very confident about uh, his knowledge, because he's like, oh yeah, what do we got over here? And he kind of goes over there and rolls up his sleeves and getting ready to look at this thing. And he gets down fairly close and he goes, well, it looks like a black snake. And about this time, you start hearing the Except for the sound it's making, <laughs> and that's when we were all like, "Fuck!" fuck. So it was, yeah. a, it was a mountain rattler, yeah. And uh, he's very hidden, yeah. Like anybody else, like it's Josh is very lucky he looked down where he did because he was, just he was waiting for some ankle to hit, yeah. right in front of him to strike it. Um, and so he, he we took a wide berth <laughs> yep. around him, and then we tried to prod him from the trail. We did. We threw rocks at him. Yeah, which is all uh, we had. We tried. We, we didn't really want to. We did, there was no sticks around yeah. that I felt were longer than his striking distance. <laughs> sure, um, to, to maybe give him a poke, uh, but he just kept getting tighter and louder. Yeah. And uh, that was impressive. It's like, damn it. So we we did warn people coming the direction we were going, but anyone that was behind us, I just hope that they look down. Same. Know, always look where you're stepping. Same. But hopefully they uh, they didn't get uh, struck by that guy. But he was hidden perfectly. Yeah, it was, right it was impressive. Smart. And, and you wonder often how many you walk past and never see. Oh, and it's tons. Well, and that's that's the be. unsettling thing for gotta me. Because yeah. when I saw the black, or when I saw the the, the rattlesnake, um, uh, I was very confident that there wasn't you know more around me. I was like, ah, there's the snake. <laughs> there's the snake occupying the space. <laughs> there's the one. There's the one. Um, I was I was trying to remember the because the first hike that the four of us went on, I guess a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. very shortly. After we got started in the hike, it was, I think it felt like it was late July. Mm-hmm. It was very extremely hot. hot. Mm-hmm. Like Southern heat. 30, 30 minutes into the hike, and like the sweat is just dripping off the bill of my hat. It was dripping before we even got to the trail, like uh, from the car to the... Yeah. <laughs> very hot. Yes. Uh, but we start walking through this uh, this low place where it's very damp and very humid and very, uh, I don't know, it just felt kind of, not swampy, but like... Like, if Virginia has a rainforest, that's probably what it feels like. <laughs> Let's just do it. Um, and we're walking through there, and I believe it was you who I, said I, I got the snake brain. You got the snake brain. So, I, and I've been reading, I'd been reading books about the trail. <laughs> yes. And I say, up there in Pennsylvania, they say you can't walk 10 feet in any direction without seeing a snake. They're on the rocks, they're everywhere. 
And about that time, a black snake crosses right in front of me. Right in front. Right in front of me. And now, uh, the funny thing about this this black snake is it was it seemed to be a very old, fat, over it black snake because it's oh, yeah. just just taking. It looked like he had time. a bathroom emergency. Yeah. And he was just like, "Fuck <laughs> it, excuse me, coming through." And so. it was just like over it, didn't care if we were trying to get through, just slowly slithering across the trail. Yes, my follow up to that was me being like, <laughs> and I also read that there's. <laughs> Hookers and briefcases full of million dollar bills. Also, <laughs> everywhere you look. Everywhere but, you look. They're on the rocks and everywhere. But, uh, didn't happen. No luck. Didn't no happen. Luck. Only got the snake. Yeah. That was funny. That was a funny moment. It was just so, like, timing couldn't have been more perfect to you. I know. Declaring. Right? I was like, in son of a bitch, there's one now. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was, it was movie, movie tile timing. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Do you have any, any other, you know, critter run-ins. You had a critter come across. I've it? had a couple of uh, spider things. Oh shit! Give me some spider. Yeah, stuff. I got some spider stuff. So many year, many year ago, my family and I were in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in just outside of Jacksonville, and uh, which is a silly place. Never go there. Um, but anyway, we're staying in this house, and uh, the washer and dryer that were a part of the house. We're in this sort of like shed in the carport. It's mm-hmm. an open carport, not a garage, it's a carport. And we get in there, it's late, we're tired, we've driven days to get there, etc. And uh, we're like, okay, we got we got laundry to do, let's do laundry. Um, it's, I don't know what time of year it is, but it's Florida, so it's always hot. Uh, we, we roll in there, um, we got a park uh, outside the carport, leave the headlights on because there's no porch light, sadly. Um, we start taking our stuff inside the home. Car's still running, headlights still on. And my dad's like, hey, I'll go ahead and get a load of laundry started, right? So he he walks up to the carport and then opens the double doors to where the washer and dryer is. <clears throat> now, I wouldn't have believed this had I not seen it myself, but opens the door and on the front of the washer, I guess, because, you know, back then, I mean, this was 20 years ago, there was no front loading washers. It was no. all just that big, plain white sheet. Rubber seal technology was not, not good enough. Yeah. Uh, it was just boom, white. <clears throat> and there was a spider. I mean, I mean, at least that big, like just boom, and right on the listeners, right. We're talking yeah. about a child's basketball size. Yeah. We're talking, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. About the size of this hat. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners. For our listeners. About the size pointed of this hat. to the, uh, a hat the size of a child's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, like, we start backing away slowly. But, a, like, if you if you diamond your hands, maybe? Uh, I mean, maybe maybe not quite that big, but depends on the size of your hand, right? So, I, I would say about the size. Like, it could probably wrap around a junior football. Okay. Like, big, big spider. Okay. Uh, and then we, then we just like backing away slowly and then start looking up and realizing that there's more than one. In oh there. shit. And then we're just like, Fuck. and then like none of us slept that night. You burned the house down. Uh, no, we just, we tried to sleep. That's where spiders come from. That yeah, house. That it was, it was horrifying. That's like you was, walk, that's walking into the den of like the, the xenomorph. Like, yeah. It, it, that's sort of how it felt backing yeah. out of there. It's like, like that scene in aliens where Ripley walks in and there's all those eggs. Yeah. And, and that's what like, I was oh, picturing. Fuck. Like, I mean, it wasn't that many, obviously. So but you got the flamethrower and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. 
Stay away from her, you bitch. Charred the carport is what I, I would have loved to. Because it, it was it was grotesque. Yeah, it's just like it was that spider style where it's like they got the four legs forward and the four backward. You know what I'm saying? It's like spider style. Not, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. genre of spider that is. <laughs> Uh, it's like a hybrid genre, but you know, it's not like they're evenly distributed. It was just like one of them sports car spiders. It was like low in the front with the legs out and, and then high in the back. You, you know, years later now that you know, then you didn't have uh, the beauties of, of high speed internet and Google. Um, have been, you looked been to too see, afraid. Been too afraid to, you don't, to do you it. Don't I, know. You know, I've never. never it, there could be a chance they're just big dumb spiders and they're not even. They couldn't even hurt you. Yeah, I mean, seriously, something that big could hurt you. <laughs> pro- I mean, pro- I mean, especially. You know, ten-year-old me. It'd probably like hurt punch me. you to death. He'd just get mad, start just eight-leg punching you in the face. Yeah, maybe. But you know, maybe it's not poisonous. Who knows? I, I think I just I have like snakes don't bother me, bears don't bother me. You know, wolves. None of that stuff really scares me at all. Like because those, I've, you know, they're furry mammals, and I for some reason I just can't be terrified. Snakes of are them. not furry mammals. Okay, snakes are not furry mammals. You're right, but snakes, I you know. I don't think snakes sit around thinking about hurting me. When you're told they're living in your walls. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> negating your point. I'm talking about... It depends on how vulnerable I am in any situation. Sure. But with, with insects, there's just something about an insect being on me that is like the most creepy thing. Really? Like, I, someone could lay a snake on me right now, and I'd be totally fine with it. They could wrap it around my neck, and I'd be like, cool. You know? But if someone came in here and just like sat a fucking June bug on me... <laughs> <laughs> June bug. I would not be okay with it. I would fucking eat a June bug right now. Like bugs, I'm yeah. so much bigger than they are. What are they? What are they going to do? I just, I don't know, man. It's just, I think maybe, I think there's probably a couple things I could point back to that that affected me. Like I was very young the first time I saw Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, and all the bugs in that movie, like that one hallway where there's just covered in bugs and there's spiders all over that one guy in the first movie. So not that one, but like there's lots of insect things and just the creepy crawly like under your shirt crawling around or getting into your ear and worming its way into your brain that kind of thing just uh, I don't know I mean just, I, I grew up I really be know, bitten by a wolf I covered think. in I, I basically grew up made out of ticks and, and mosquitoes and gnats like mosquitoes and gnats don't bother me they really don't they're the worst one I, I know those things I know but like if there was a beetle on me really it just it just, just pick I would let it crawl uh, on me I don't care I no. would do it man we're just so opposite but see the, the the big one for me will fuck a bug up <laughs> are bees. Like bees are my Achilles heel. If I had one, I don't prefer bees, but uh, I'm not allergic either. I know right. a lot of people I, have I a real reason to, to get a, you know get away. I, I've gotten better over the years. Obviously, it's just, you know as being you know stung hasn't become much of a problem lately. But I got stung a lot as a kid. Not not a whole lot. I mean, not probably more than anyone else. But uh, I had an incident where a, uh, a hornet found its way into my shirt and like stung me four or five times before it got out that was traumatizing as a seven-year-old sure um you don't trust shirts after that you don't you're like fuck shirts <laughs> yeah you're, you're, just always tank tops after that because it's <laughs> yeah. more exits right it's it's like if you're in there fucking out. get yeah. out you know yep uh yeah that's yeah, yeah insects man i don't know why they just don't like them yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with them at all. Even bees, I don't. I don't so much care. I'll deal with it. But uh, I mean, you know, you never know when you might run into a bee's nest or something. That's bad. It's That's true. a bad day. Even yeah, my wife, yeah. the last three times she has been stung was while she was driving her car. That's awful. See? In two different cars. It's, it's not crazy. just like there was just one car where the bees just loved being. <laughs> no, just multiple cars. Cars loved being. 
Ah, being, being, being in the beak or <laughs> ah, well. buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, uh, yeah, nothing like that. So that's uh, not not worried about the bees. But you know, if they came in here, if someone came in here holding a snake and a June bug, <laughs> June bug all day for me. <laughs> I'll put it in my mouth. I'll put it on the head of my dick. I don't care. <laughs> I would do. I'd do whatever with it. Yeah, it wouldn't bother would. me. Um, but the snake you could get it out. Uh, I have a, a mildly funny spider story though. Hit me. You're talking about that spider. Hit um, me. The uh, we we bought a new house and there's a shed adjunct to the property down the lo- down the lower part of the property. And that's where I store my you know my my tools you know and a lot of the like the lawnmower and, and things like that. And so mm. I'm going in there about once a week and I got it locked and everything. And it's just old wooden shed. It's very nice on the inside. It's 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 fairly new. I would say it was it was put there. Jesus, was that it? That was it. Oh yeah. my God. Um, I'll be sure to overlay that image in the yeah. video. It's a just giant spider, uh, but um, it's a golden silk orb weaver. Okay, do they do they kill the the humans? Uh, I'm assuming there is because there's only one article on it. Cool. Um, so <sighs> inside the shed, so I open up the door. I got my mower in here, and uh, I've just been waltzing in there. You know, I've just been like, right. I'm a new homeowner. I'm a new shed owner. <laughs> I got a I got a mower. I own a mower. I'm gonna do all this. And I get my mower, and I'm getting ready to leave the shed, and I look up, and right above the door, like right above the door, mm. is a wolf spider about the size of my hand, maybe a little small. Shit. And uh, he's just hanging out. And then I did the same thing you did, where you just kind of zoom out your vision, and I realized there are three wolf spiders. There is a gaggle, a family. Oh. What, what do you call a family of wolves? I don't know, a pack. There's pack, a pack, pack of wolf, wolf spiders. spiders. Yeah. Uh, just hanging out above the door, and I'm not confident that I can run through the threshold of the door, and they won't leap into my hair and murder me to death. Right. I right. have that legitimate fear. Now, like I said, if were a gym bug, you know. <laughs> it's fun. But when there's three wolf spiders, and they got me cornered in my own shed. That's I'm awful, a grown dude. man. Um, and I, I hear my neighbor over there, and I'm like, do I scream for help? Like, I don't know. Like, they've not really done anything to me yet. Like, it'd just be weird if he showed up, and he was just like, oh, actually, these are plastic or something. So I'm like, I'm just going to hang out here for a bit and maybe just get up the gumption to sprint out of the shed. Like, I've already pretty much given up on mowing. I'm right. like, I'll leave that in here. But, you know, it's fine. It's up to my ankles. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but i got to get out of this fucking shit. It's getting hot in here. And, and these spiders, uh, who knows what's behind me. I'm not even going to turn around. I'm afraid to look anywhere else. And so I, I get up the, the nerve, and I finally fucking run up the door. And I swear to God, I feel one hit me in the neck. I swear to God. I felt, I felt just go like right on my neck. And so I do a front flip out in the yard, pulling the shirt off of me. And then I roll through the grass and stand up, and I got like grass, dead grass all over me uh, from the previous mow. And <laughs> uh, spider mow. my shirt's off, and I'm just like itchy now, and, and I'm like batting myself down. And uh, there's no, I look back in there, they hadn't, they hadn't moved. Of course not. And course my neighbor's like kind of pretending like he didn't see anything, like he, you know, just not. <laughs> just did one of those. Yeah, didn't even wave at me when he saw me, just like, oh, I don't know what he was up to. <laughs> That's so, a weird sex thing. Yeah, just like, yeah, I just get the grass off my shirt and put it back on and lock the door and burn the shed down and moved. So we live in a different house now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd actually, uh, every time I went back in there, though, it was really funny because I got Tracy to come down there with me. One time I'm like, you won't believe the fucking size of these spiders. And uh, she's like, I want to see them. Can I see them? I was like, well, you can see them, but they're really hard to see because from the outside, you gotta, you'd have to, like, get underneath them to see them. And they could just drop on just your face. Drop right in your you face. You don't want that. So No. I, I was trying to get real fancy. I had like a couple mirrors I brought down. I was like, all right, now hold that mirror this way and I'm going to hold it. Can you see any? <laughs> They're everywhere. All right. So we're not mowing again. <laughs> not to winter. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even know how you eradicate those things aside from just praying them away. 
Yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't know if they make a spider bomb for those. I don't know, but yeah. they they did eventually leave after one winter. They were gone. Yeah, look at yeah, that's that's the size of that thing. That's gross. Yep, I hear you. Five that's... of them that I know of. Whoo! <laughs> uh, that takes us to uh, another submission. We got another submission. This is from uh, the always uh, you know well written uh, good story uh, given fucking uh, Diego. Diego. He's always got a good one. I love the way, I love the way he writes them. They're so good. So you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Diego writes, Okay, so this here tale is a yarn about when nature went and had a hoedown in the great indoors of my house. I know, not what you asked for, but did you really want a story about the time us Boy, Cout, Boy Scouts slept outside in sub-freezing temperatures around a bonfire deciding if keeping your head warm or your feet warm was more important? Hint, it's your feet. And waking up to take a piss in freshly fallen snow and deciding to spell the word scud with your pee? Uh, no, you don't want that story. So in the early morning hours of a December night in 2013, my wife and I were awoken by the sound of power going out in our home. It turned out our town was hit by an ice storm that rivaled the movie The Ice Storm, which all I really remember about was a freaky... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Which all I really remember about that was a freaky swingers party involving a Sigourney Weaver. Which makes me wonder if I should check out this movie. I'm thinking I should. Uh, we got up around 3 a.m., and while walking around the house, we heard a huge crash. It turned out that the ice made a huge tree branch from one of our big trees in the backyard crash into our backyard. Mm. It took down power lines, cable lines, and I think other branches from other trees blew out the transformer that routed the power lines for the block of homes that were adjacent to our backyard. So some real damage being done by this Sounds ice. Sounds like it. Up to 40% of the residents of Lansing, Michigan, lost power in that ice storm. My wife and I did not regain our power for over a week. We managed to stay one night in the home, completely covered in blankets, and after that we decided to take refuge in my wife's granny's house. Smart move. Granny's always keeping it hot in there. <laughs> Granny's got the coal burning. Always. <laughs> always got them quilts. That's why I love a good granny. I mean, I'll, I mean, I just, you know, I got to have my hot rock. If somebody's like, you want to go over to my grandma's house? I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, she's probably got a hot in there. I want it. <laughs> so uh, every day or two we would uh, check on the house to see how it was doing with power, etc., well, one particular trip home, as I unlocked the front door and walked in, my wife and I heard a lot of loud rattling and clanging of pots and pans. We looked quietly at each other and were like, holy shit, we're being robbed by looters. I quietly opened the front hallway closet and pulled out the first thing that looked like it could do damage, a putter. Okay, yeah. I, I tiptoed across our living room and the clanging kept on going. I rounded the corner into our dining room and approached the threshold of the kitchen my wife behind me whispering, This is a bad idea. <laughs> I take the final step and look into the kitchen. I see it. It's fucking eating my goddamn favorite chocolate chip cookies. It's broken every jar, vase, and container on our kitchen counter. It shredded the loaf of bread, went through our trash, and pulled out some leftover pizza we threw out. It was a cute, fuzzy, terrified little squirrel. <laughs> my wife screamed. The squirrel screamed. I, realizing that I was first in line to potentially get rabies and the deranged mental illness that would follow... Two screamed. <laughs> the squirrel shot across our kitchen. I swung the putter around to show it off the counter, and it ran downstairs into our basement. I chased after it. Managed to close the door to the portion of our basement that contained the furnace and laundry machine, and tried to tried in vain to wrap it into a U-Haul box. Eventually, we learned that the squirrel had gotten in through the chimney flue. Because the caps were broken... Well, because the caps were broken on the chimney flue, the little fella had gotten too cold, and none of the houses were running their furnaces or fireplaces, so the natural barriers keeping critters outside were in effect. Mm. Nature had claimed my little home as its new domain. You'd think we'd have learned our lesson and immediately repaired the cap on that flue, but no. After that, we had two birds manage to fly down our chimney, and one more squirrel, a flying squirrel, 
not only got down the chimney while we were gone, but had made itself comfortable in our bedroom and only revealed himself as we were getting ready for bed. Oh, shit. There was a fun time getting him out of the house. Moral of the story, folks, keep your chimney caps in good condition. Diego Avila. So thank you, Diego. Gotta love that story. That's a good story. Just, I imagine it's uh, him just creeping around the corner with the putter, just ready for a fight. Yeah. Like, like expecting another human being. Like that's straight out of a movie. It is. Yeah. It is. It was very well straight written. Well written. But yeah, I would have loved to just turn the corner and him just see the you know the bushy tail of the squirrel <laughs> just rummaging through his things. Yeah, like uh, you know remember that little video that went around the internet for years and probably still does with it. Uh, God, I think it's a squirrel. It turns around with the dramatic music. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, come on, come on, guys, help me out. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, if somebody finds it and links it, I'll watch it. It's hilarious. Surprise! Surprise! Something. I don't remember what it is. But it's just this dramatic turn with dramatic music, mm. and it's a little little vermin. I so imagine you imagine that's 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 what happened. Yes, okay. it had to be what happened. Uh, I don't. Bl- I think the putter was a great move. Actually. I still agree with. I that. think uh, I played Hitman. I know he kills people with golf clubs. So yes, I mean, you know, if you got a good swing, as long as you don't catch like a chandelier or something on the way through, and and you make a clean hit, it'll hurt just about anything you hit with it. It's true. Um, it's true. Including a little squirrel. <laughs> a little squirrel eating pizza. Yeah, a little squirrel eating leftover pizza. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I don't think uh, Diego had to bludgeon the squirrel to death in his own home. It, uh, I think it quietly left after he was able to corral it. That's good. That's good. Always good. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a lot about snakes uh, and and obviously my fear of them, especially the ones that I can't see. Uh, believe it or not, though. Mm-hmm. I uh, lived in uh, a house with another kid for three years in college who had a snake huh? as a pet. That's crazy, dude. It. I didn't venture into his room very often. Sure. Um, I didn't allow my cat in there. Right. I said, the cat doesn't go in here. <laughs> Too many snakes. Uh, I didn't know he had a snake until well after the lease was signed, and we were moving in that day. And I was like, what's in that box? What's in that clear box that has a snake in it? Is that a fucking snake? <laughs> Turns out it was a real-life yeah, snake. Yeah. Uh, ball python. Ball, okay, ball yeah. python. I was, I was going to make that assumption. Yeah, and uh, now he, uh, you know, one, one of the, the entertaining things about the snake was it, it ate once a month. Mm-hmm. And so he would go down to the pet store and get a feeder mouse or a mm-hmm. feeder rat mm-hmm. and bring it. They would put him in a box, and everybody would sit around and wait for the snake to eat the rat. And... Uh, you know, that's cool once. Uh, for me, it wasn't like everyone, like monthly. People were like, hey, has Oscar got to eat yet? And people were just coming over and watching this shit. And I was just like, God damn, this is... You've seen it once. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Like, ugh. But uh, it was a big deal. One time, though, mm-hmm. the mouse, for whatever reason, didn't get used, like, immediately and chewed its way through the box and got loose in the house. And we kept see- Like, we had a cat there just did not care. And the cat was like, you won't let me into the snake? I'm not getting the mouse. You know, it's whatever. This is this is, seems like the snake's problem. I'm staying neutral. Yeah, he was very neutral on it. But the, the, the mouse terrorized us for weeks. Just weeks. And I want to say the mouse... I think he might have even escaped... Yeah, no, he escaped his little feeder box. Like, chewed through it and got away. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like he's earned his freedom, you know, personally. I mean, he is, you know, he can't really be free because he's probably not bred for that or something because right. he's not yeah. wild or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, I was kind of pulling for him to just, you know, yeah, stay free. Um, but my roommate who who possessed the snake, um, a very smart lad, you know, he's a, he's a pharmacist now mm. as a kid, very bright dude. Um, occasionally, though, occasionally just those, those gears weren't completely lubed for him, you mm. know. Gotcha. And he spots the mouse on the counter Hmm. and the mouse makes a darting movement toward the microwave 
and Buddy runs up and shoves the microwave, thus splattering said feeder rat all over the kitchen. And uh, uh, fortunately for me, I was going to work. And I was going to continue going to work. <laughs> oh, of course. And I was going to work. Until you made it was that gone. mess. Yeah, yeah, you made that mess. You cleaned that up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't use the microwave after that either. I was just like, I'll just eat Arby's <laughs> again. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I'm going to use anything in our kitchen ever. Ever. <clears throat> yeah. So that was a literal run in with nature. <laughs> literal. Yeah. That's hilarious. So he didn't get away. He actually died horribly and tragically behind a microwave. <laughs> Kind of wish the snake had eaten him now. Yeah, but, uh, that would probably have been more human. Yeah. Well, it would have been more ecological, I guess. Yeah. It would have been used uh, appropriately. It would have been murdered, really. It would have been, you know, yeah. part Consumed. of the food chain. Right. Uh, but yeah, fuck, you <clears throat> know. What are you going to do? Uh, <clears throat> so I guess another way to, to run it with nature would be weather, right? We we, we oh, sort yeah. of we briefly talked about that. Weather, you nature. Uh, nature, you weather, yeah. Yeah, nature. You, what Na- you nature? Nature, you weather. I'm just trying to be like nature. Somebody that's hanging out with us. So, nature, you crazy, but you also weather. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Okay. Uh, so, where were you where in were you? 1989? Were you here? Uh, were you talking about Hurricane Andrew? Uh, no, I'm talking about Hugo. Hugo. I'm sorry. Which one? Andrew was 92, I think. And that was also in Florida. Not here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, it was four. Okay. It was four years old. You know. Did you have any issues? Uh, some power outages, some flooding, okay, but nothing too too cray cray. See, like I lived in a little town not far from here, not seriously like three miles that way. Okay, in 1989, and uh, I remember the morning that it was about to, uh, you know, make a land, well, not landfall because we're so far inland, but where where it would actually start affecting us. And it was about 3 a.m. and just started hearing the wind pick up. And then, you know, the lights were flickering and then the rain came and then started hearing the sounds of trees falling mm. and then the sounds of trees falling off the house oh, goodness gracious. and things breaking outside. And, uh, yeah, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. You know, I was six, six years of age at the time, mm. I guess. And, uh, you know, we were without power for a very long time. Uh, lots of flooding because where we were at was not terribly high it's kind of sort of a flat area yeah it's crazy uh, what'll flood even if there's not like a, a big water source like a little yeah. creek can ruin shit. oh yeah yeah and we lived on the other side of a, a little creek and it was you know way too high to get across anything with we had it's so. crazy because it can go from like you know it's all it's only a creek that's like yeah. two feet wide and six inches deep it's, it's like, like why is there 10 feet of water here yeah then? It's just, where does that come from it's crazy uh but do you have any like crazy weather stories uh, somewhat. You know, our town uh, where I grew up does have a more sizable creek that mm. runs through it. Mm. And um, where my dad worked was really in a flood zone. And I remember times where it would flood and, um, you know, it would it would be like six feet high in his office. And uh, like all of the electronic equipment and everything there. And he would have to make some like some pretty you know tough decisions about what you know what they were going to do because everyone's phone system was going to go down and uh the phone system usually the power could go out the phone system could stay up right and so that was he usually had to go and and make some decisions about whether or not they were going to pull the plug to you know or or do something to save equipment or what they were going to do because now everybody's emergency system is gone especially in the 80s and 90s so i remember that being a big deal um i remember seeing the flooding and being like holy shit like it just kind of wow like you know, you know, the water's high. Like it's just, yeah, dumb. 
you know. Um, and especially near where my grandmother lived, also flooded a lot. She lived in a she lived in a place called Poor Valley, and it was named such based on the fertility of the land, not okay. the people. But uh, but it was uh, in an area that flooded a lot, so it was a lot of runoff. So it wasn't actually very good for for crops or anything. Right, makes sense. Um, so, but you know, when it would flood there. Um, all the houses there, and it's weird because it's a mountain community. Yeah. But all the houses through there are on stilts. Yeah. And uh, the creek is not the you know I call it a creek. It's it's they call it like it's a it's like the fork of a river, mm-hmm. but it's not big. Yeah. And it's crazy the damage those things can do. It's it's mind blowing. Just it is. Uh, makes you feel really small when you see you know water moving that viciously and and at that mass. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that really stands out to me though was a tornado. Okay, and I didn't see it firsthand. It just ran through uh, the town that I lived in in a neighboring town, but it was um, less than a mile away from my parents' home, and there were no warnings because we don't get them. You know, like the biggest one before this was in 1970, and then there was the one that happened 34 <laughs> years later, and right. so there's no built-in like, n- you know, nobody's like. Hey, we got a tornado. I think there might be. An, I feel like a nighter. Like it's just feeling <laughs> nightery. Like it's, it's not like that. Kansas where they have like just right. people's job is to yeah say hey, there's tornadoes. And, <laughs> and occasionally we'll get the tornado warnings, and if there is one, um, it's not a powerful thing. They usually bounce off a few mountains and fizzle out. But yeah. this one, you know, if they're powerful enough to sustain that, they're usually pretty mean. Yeah. And, and this one in particular was it did a lot of damage. There weren't a ton of fatalities. Thankfully, it missed. Um, it missed, you know, a lot of uh, population centers, but it, it meandered for like 13 miles, which is crazy. That is a very long time. It was crazy, and yeah. it, it maintained its its uh, velocity velocity for for quite a while. And there were houses less than a mile from my parents that were just upside down, and like all windows shattered, roofs gone. And my dad, and mom were standing on the porch watching it go by, peaceful, no wind. All they could hear was the that that it made right. down the street. That's crazy. Saw some lightning, you know, occasionally a breeze, but. Less than a mile away, things were being just demolished. Yeah, that's nuts. It is nuts. And there's like this glow over the sky, so they could almost see the funnel. Yeah. In uh, watching sparks fly up and stuff as it hit things. So um, that's that's a secondhand story, but it's still crazy to me. Because, I mean, if it had hit my parents' house, which is so old, I mean, it would have just been in a billion pieces. So I was just real lucky it didn't, yeah. it didn't meander or take a hook left or a hook right, you know, when it could have. I, I was in a crazy hailstorm in Texas one time. That was crazy because it was uh, we were in a place that had skylights. Hmm. So like we just started hearing, you know, like it started storming and it was like, you know, it was Amarillo, Texas. So that's up in the panhandle. It's surrounded by nothing. It's very flat. There's not a lot of trees, just a lot of farmland, a lot of desert. And so there's not not a lot to break up the wind out there. You know, Amarillo is not a very vertical city either. It's all very sort of spread out, hmm. uh, unlike, you know, Dallas or Fort Worth or something like that. So, uh, started just hailing, like in big, like, I mean, not like softball size. Like people always say, Oh, softball. It's 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 grapefruit. It's a grapefruit. You know, it wasn't that big, but I mean, it was probably baseball size. Wow. Like actually baseballs. And these things were just piling up on these skylights and just sitting there watching like these big balls of ice just pile up. And, and like the next day you walk outside and pick them up and like, there was just everywhere, like there was insurance adjusters homes, uh, people at, at people's homes everywhere. Like oh, every sure, driveway yeah. just had like a progressive or you know, <laughs> state farm or something in there. Like the, you know, the fins on top of the heat pump for like, yeah. the fans? like those were just beaten shut. That's crazy. Yeah. Like That's just nuts. completely beaten shut. Wow. 
Yeah, man, that sounds. I always feel like after a hailstorm, it seems like the sun comes out almost immediately. Like it's almost eerie. Like it's usually like it's brighter out when they hit, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" What in that hill? Yeah, yeah. And they'll come like in the summer. It could be like an 80 degree day, and you're like, "There are balls of ice in my yard." Yep. What happened? What happened? Yeah, nature. You 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 cray. Nature, you cray. You so cray. So cray cray. I don't have anything else that stands out to me. Now I love big weather. Like I, I'm even on Reddit, I'm subscribed to like weather gifts where it's just like you know unimaginable, right? You know, larger than life movements of the earth. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. Like pissed you know, off earth. It, it's interesting. Like you know, we you know in our neck of the woods, you know, we're not really known for any specific weather events, but we get them all just on smaller scales. We had an earthquake here last week. Yeah, they're they're everywhere and, at all times. Yeah, we but I mean, they, like it's just not and, noticeable. We get we didn't used to really get tornadoes but like they feel like they've picked up in the last decade or two yeah um at least my knowledge of them has and we've had a hurricane or two come through so it's like you know we still have a lot of seasonal stuff here too you know we have full-on seasons here in this state which is nice yeah at we least, get the blizzards and uh you know, the heat waves dog days and, and everything else yeah. so it's you get it all we, we do it has its ups and downs but, yeah uh, i'd rather have variety than just be hot all the time yeah is it yeah, yeah. It's weird though because if you go an hour in either direction, you're you can be right at the heart of some real danger zones. Like you know, an hour east, and then you're you're much more likely to get you know even tornadoed or hurricaned. Yep. Uh, an hour south, for sure, the tornadoes, um, uh, flooding everywhere. But, um, but yeah, we're kind of in a, a little pocket. Yeah, well, I would call it a safety pocket, but uh, shit still gets fucked here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, so does that do it? You got, you got anything else? Oh, gosh, I can't think of anything else. Uh, bugs and spiders and snakes and being outdoors. Oh, I do have one. You have one? I have one if we if we want to close it out on being terrified in the woods. Okay. Um, on a trail, not even lost. Like, no, I know exactly where I'm at. Okay. But we are, it was the first hike we ever did. And um, by by that I mean... You know, first overnight multi-model hike. Right. Uh, hiking was not something I really got into until I was in my mid twenties. It just kind of bored me before that. But then I, you know, I was like, man, I kind of want to do this like overnight, bring some gear, fucking camp, and you know, I got into it for some reason. So yeah. that's when we we started to do it. And so the first one we might have bit off a little bit more than we could chew. Sure. It was a, we did twenty five miles over. You know, we started, uh, you know, early on a Saturday morning, and we were going to wrap it up on Sunday and be done. That's a lot of miles. Uh, especially when you've never hiked before, you're not even confident in the shoes you got on. You bought them for this. You have all new things on your back. It's all very heavy. Mm. You've, you've packed too much. Way too much. Um, thinking, I I don't know what I how much I thought I ate regularly, but I thought way too much. Is <laughs> not yeah. You don't need that much food, especially when it's hot. You're not going to eat as much. You're just going to drink a lot of water. Right. And so uh, we did drink a lot of water, and we made it all the way through that day. And we knew because the the trail is very mapped out. Yes. And you know pretty much where all the water sources are, where all the shelters are, and everything else. And uh, but still not great at judging distance. And, you know, you start walking, and you're like, "Has that been a mile? Has that been 15 yards? Like I don't know anymore." <laughs> like after a while, it's just kind of like, yeah. And if, if someone's like, "Yeah, it's just uh, it's about another mile that way," you're like, "Oh, we'll be there in no time." And then that just drags on and on and on. And so I know that we have another shelter coming up that has a water source, and we're we're really low on water. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's where that's our goal to get to to camp is that. 
and we meander and we walk and we walk. And I know it was supposed to be like six miles from the last place we stopped, but it just seems like it's taking forever. And obviously, it's we're getting more uphill and we're tired and we're getting slower. So we feel like we should be there by now, but we're not. It's getting and then you start getting irritated. Yeah, getting irritated. But then also, it's starting to get dark and I have no water. And I realize at this point, like I don't know what I'm going to do because we're at high elevation. There's no more. There hasn't been creeks for hours. There's not. It's been 93 degrees all day. It's August, dry fucking heat. There's nothing. Like, the only way I'm going to get water is to stab my ear and just drink the blood. <laughs> drink my own blood. That's the only way I'll, I'll wet liquid will touch my lips. Or to get the dog to pee in my mouth, because there is a dog with us. Right. Um, who's also running low on water. So it's a very panic thing, and I'm, I'm I'm starting to get lightheaded and weak. And I start to, like, this is the first time ever in my life I've ever, like, hyperventilated. Like, I had to stop at a tree and was just like, I'm going to probably die here. <laughs> Fuck. And we set up our tent, and I, I laid in the tent without water and couldn't eat anything because then I would dehydrate more. And my piss was dust. It was like, <laughs> it's it's like, like I just gel. have nothing. Yeah, totally planned wrong. Not feeling great. Feet are fucked up. Shoulders and back are killing me. And I'm just laying there. I'm like, this is not good. And it takes me forever to get my tent set up, and it's almost pitch black. And I wake up in, in the morning. Uh, eventually, I fall asleep. Actually, before that, this is a funny thing that happens. Um, this is the same day that we saw the bear charged at us. This is hours later. Okay. Okay. Hours later, and then uh, we're in di- we're in separate tents, and Dave's in the neighboring tent, and Dave goes, "Travis, did you hear that?" And I got real quiet. No, <laughs> D- Dave. What did you hear? Dave. David. What? Dave. What did you hear though, Dave? Dave. And I keep saying it over and over. He's like, "Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, my, my dog made a noise. I, sorry, I fell asleep right there." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, first of all, the bear ate him so silently." Yeah, that's yeah. Never heard it coming. Yeah, and, and he's probably about to eat me right now. I can't hear anything, and I'm over here just yelling, "Dave!" Like bear basically, rat. "Bear, I'm over here, you silent predator." Um, I wake up that morning and unzip the tent and look out, and somehow I'd set up my tent on a cliff. It was like. 100, maybe not 100 feet, maybe 50 to 75 feet straight down, like a foot from where I set it up. Like, I don't even know how I got in the tent that morning. Like, oh my God, dude. It was crazy. We looked off and I, it, he was like, Jesus. I was like, oh my God. First of all, I put my door on the wrong side. I don't know why I did that. But I was hyperventilating. I was very scared and, yeah. and, and very confused Jeez. and had no water and couldn't think. And it turns out all we did, what we, we put our stuff on, we got up, we started walking, still no water. We walked about five minutes up, and there's the spring and the thing right there. We were right there. If we had walked another, you know, five minutes. That's crazy. That's it crazy. Was, it was right there. And uh, I wouldn't have, um, you know, nearly cried myself to sleep and thought I was going to die from either dehydration silent or, bear. or a silent bear predator. Yeah. Or, or Bigfoot or whoever yeah, was whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. But uh, I, I go better prepared now. You know, you got to get that first one out of the way. Right. And now i got yeah, all there, I got all good ideas. There's something, you know, in, not to get off on a whole different thing here, but there's something about the hike uh, where you you test your limits a little bit. You know, you just kind of see a little bit more what you're capable of, what you can take, you know, both mentally and physically. And, and, and also having that responsibility thrust upon you that no one can get you out but you. And it's like once you're in 10 miles, it's not like you can be like, all right. Yeah, it's just call an Uber. Right. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. You got to get yourself out. And there's something. There's sort of something empowering about that, but also very tiring and infuriating. And 
yeah, it's liberating. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a, it's it's such a high when you complete that goal. You oh know? yeah. Like for us, we're we're not we're not biting off you know big chunks, but we're doing yeah. what we can do for uh, overweight middle aged guys sure. that have a free weekend. We'll go and, and do a uh, you know twenty miler, which is a huge deal. It and is. then at the end, you're like, ha, survived another one. The last hike that we did, I swear, like like the whole time, I was miserable the whole time because, like, I, I don't know who planned the hike. Uh, I'm going to blame Dave since he isn't here, but I think he did. I think he did plan the hike, but it was just uphill for for 18 miles. I think it was like 18 miles of just uphill, and it was hot, and like it, we were so sweaty, and it was like we we would lay down in a shelter and just make sweat angels mm. in the floor of those <laughs> shelters. Yeah. And, like, that night, we all took our clothes off and went into our respective tents and got up in the morning. And, like, our clothes were more wet. Yeah, it was very damp. Because muggy. it was so humid. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of it, it was like, huh, As soon as you got, as soon as you walk and you get into the truck, you know, because you park at one end, at the other, and you, right. you're you basically walking to your buddy's truck, and you've yeah. already you've thought about it, and you're like, oh, well, if I can see that truck. Down. And as soon as we get in, and you're like, so, it's great. What do you guys want to do this again? That was yeah, so much it was fun. so good. Like, yeah. And, like, can we, we almost died, like. Six or seven times. Like the snake thing would have been snake, a huge deal. Yeah. Like yeah, I had cuts all over my my shoes. that cut through my heel, and I was just dragging my limp leg like I'd been shot in Nam. And I was just cussing the whole time, like just moaning. Like, we were so mad at like those signs that was like you know uh, shelter six miles or you know something just like fucking that. lie. And they were they were so like we were just yelling at the signs <laughs> because like no no fire out. Uh, it was funny. Someone really needs to come out here and measure yes. this. That's what we say <laughs> so, over yeah. and over again. Over and over. And I'm sure they have. Uh, it's probably right, but... Uh, Doesn't seem like it at the time. It seems very not right when you're so tired and you see it. You just don't see the number you want to see is the right. problem. Right, that is, yeah. You get very irrational. Yeah, it's true. There's no hurry up. It's like, well, if we hurry up and do this through, it's like, no, we're going to keep, We're actually going to get slower because yeah, the day's going to get slower, on. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, it should. makes for some great stories, man. I got a good bear story out of it. I got a good snake story. I got a good. Uh, I'm a big pansy, and I cried in my tent because I thought I was going to die, but uh, I did. I was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, all that stuff. It. Uh, it's I don't good. Know. It's a good time. It's good. It's a really good time. So thanks everyone for that submitted a uh, a nature story, Dean and Diego. Those were really good. Actually, I enjoyed those a lot. Um, next time, obviously, guys, it's going to be around uh, Halloween. We're yeah. looking for your scary stories. What you got the scary? Give, what's give what's your local legend? Who's the ghost in your town? Who's the old man by the train tracks that carries a lantern looking for his dead lover or whatever? Yeah, give us a good spooky spooky. Yeah, you whatever know? you got. Uh, you know, anything mysterious, really? Um, anything scary that's happened to you? Anything scary you've heard that's happened? You know, like you said, like a local legend or... Maybe you Some uh, weird thing that's happened to you. Maybe you went on a, a thrill ride yourself, and you went into like a like an old home or something. Maybe you went urban exploring, and it got creepy. Like mm. that stuff, I kind of want to hear about too. So that's cool. Yeah. If you got anything like that, send any, it our way. Illegal B and E's. Yes, legal or illegal, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to. We, if you know, we can. We can be, it could be an anonymous submission. It's fine. Yeah, we don't care. But you can submit those to polycopodcast at gmail dot com. I think we're going to do the next uh, podcast by candlelight. We're going to do away with oh, these. We should. We should. We right? should. For the uh, four people that watch these online, yeah. they'll be seeing us via candlelight next yeah. time. That'd be it'll great. Be that's very, a good idea. Very sensual. Yeah, that's that's actually a smart idea. So we'll do that. So uh, please send those in. Uh, thanks for listening. You can. Uh, you can hop on over to thecartridgeclub.org and hop on the forums if you want to give any if you want to add any more stories to this to this episode uh, that which always happens you can you can write them there and we can all share and enjoy. Sure. So thanks again and we'll see you uh, we'll see you for an off kilter here around Halloween. <laughs>